one of the most difficult um, issues for Christianity and even Judaism, of course, is the, what's called the problem of evil. How a good and all-powerful God does not do away with evil. Does it mean he's either not all-powerful or does it mean he's not all-loving or both? That's the classic sort of question or setup. It remains a problem for us today. Why is it that God allows so much evil? Natural evil, you know, is the kind of the most obvious things, uh, natural events that occur, accidents that occur. But then, of course, there's the, the evil of commission, you know, the, the evil that is a result of free will. Why does God allow bad people to do bad things? Or why does God allow confused or whatever people to do bad things? Why does he just allow it at all? And every single one of us has had this experience, particularly of, of you know, the evil from free will, evil done, evil chosen. And some of us have had tragic, tragic, I mean, incredibly horrible things happen to us at the hands of other people. Why does God allow it? And, you know, as we go through life, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing when you get to be as old as I am at 49. <laughs> I always like to say that because so many of you laugh at me. All the young people are like, yep. All the wise people are like, you're a kid. Um, but, you know, the older, older you get, the more that, you just have suffering. When you're young, you've got some suffering, no doubt, and some of it is still tragic, absolutely. But just with more years, you have more suffering. And I see so many of you with your sufferings as you, as you continue on in your own lives. It, we just cannot escape it. Well, the Lord, of course, is the answer. I mean, there's all these other answers. There, there's, you know, the traditional answers, which are, they attempt to be rationalistic, or they attempt to uh, assign the answer to uh, free choice, the fall, etc. Then there's other sort of non-cognitive answers that it's it's a mystery, something that can't be solved, that just has to be accepted. There's a bunch of answers, as it were. But the only answer for the Christian is Jesus Christ on the cross. And that answer will not satisfy us completely. Because the Lord takes on our nature, right? Jesus takes on our nature. God himself takes on human nature and suffers with us. He suffers with us. He endures suffering. And then even on the cross, right, or on the cross, I should say, he suffers the worst kind of suffering that one could, that one could uh, accept, which is, that separation from God. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Jesus, who for his entire existence always was united to the Father as the second person of the Trinity, is now cut off from his heavenly Father. Definitively cut off. I mean, not actually cut off, but he's made to feel that separation. The Father allows him to feel that abandonment so that God himself will know what it is like to be abandoned or feel like he's abandoned by God. And that abandonment is the worst kind of suffering. You ever wonder why um, 
There's so many crying kids in the toy section of stores. When, <laughs> when I was uh, back in Wisconsin, I was uh, so many times with my mom, can we go to the toy section, toy section? So, you know, Shopco or Piggly Wiggly or something, I don't know, goofy names like that in Wisconsin. Well, I think that's a grocery store, Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Who thought of that name? All right. So anyway, can we go to the toy section? So you go to the toy section, you know, and you're looking at all the, the for me, Star Wars toys. So I'm looking at all the, all the toys, all the toys. And uh, I don't know how many times this happened, many. And all of a sudden, you become conscious of time as a kid. Like, first, you're just looking at everything. And then you become conscious of how long you've been there and that your mother has not been there with you for a considerable amount of time. And immediately you panic. You panic. You being, I mean, you start crying, you start looking around, you start wondering, where'd my mom go? I mean, she just left you there for five minutes and you're breaking down already. Because that's what you do. When you're little, you feel that abandonment. Where is my mother? Where is my father? And everybody scrambles, pick up the phone. Hey, there's a chubby kid on aisle 14. <laughs> Needs his mom. Then you're embarrassed. Um, especially because I was like, you know, I was 14 at the time. Um, <laughs> that abandonment, right? We all know what that feels like. We've all lived that. And um, particularly existentially in our existence, when we connect that to God and we wonder, why, God, have you abandoned me in my life? Why are you allowing this to happen? It can be incredibly difficult. But the answer is Jesus Christ crucified. The answer is Jesus who, who says to us because of, the, because of the cross, I will not allow evil to have the last word. Yes, I will allow it, but I will transform it. I will show my power in not allowing evil to have the last word. I will unmask the power of evil and show that it actually is powerless. It's powerless in the face of God. That upon the cross, I will, in one, in one moment, seemingly show the, the greatest defeat of human history. But actually, in that moment, the, the greatest victory is shown. Jesus Christ, victorious over sin and death and the grave. And then he says to us, I'm not going to do away with this, because I want you to be transformed just as I am transformed. And so you will have to walk the path with me. You will have to take your cross. You will, be have, you, will, you will have to be nailed to your cross, maybe many times. But there you will find transformation. And it's not, it's not going to be through, through some sort of easy process. It's going to be hard. That's what God has said. That is what he has done. He has been very clear with the message. And of course we say, well, we don't like that. Of course we don't like that. Well, it's not fair. It actually is fair. It actually is fair. We deserve worse than a painful path to redemption. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve redemption at all. And so the Lord reaches through, even in this moment, and especially during this week, he reaches through to us and he says, whatever pain you are undergoing right now, whatever suffering you are enduring, whatever separation or loss or whatever it is that you've, you've had to carry your entire life, 
Unite it with me, and I will redeem it. I will make what seems to be your greatest moment of weakness into your greatest victory. Please stand.